0: Our final week of our series called "Stretched." I have good news and bad news. Bad news is, Gail, I still can't touch my toes. Still can't do it. I've been I feel like I'm getting closer, but it's right in here and lower back. And so <laughs> that's it. My arms are too short, exactly. So I can't touch my toes yet. That's the bad news. The good news is it turns out a lot of you can because several of you have come up and shown me from all walks of life. I mean, I won't name names, but there's like 60-year-olds coming up and just like on the ground, no problem. Like, whoa. Uh, one member thought I was lying, that I'm just all a show. I promise you it's not. You can try and push me and we'll probably have to go to the hospital together and we'll have a good evening. But um, That's the good news. A lot of you can, but here's the thing. I can't touch my toes yet, but true growth takes time. Ooh, that'll preach. (laughs) True growth takes consistency, perseverance, and putting yourself out there. So we have talked about getting spiritually fit. The life of a Christian, it's this race to run with endurance. And we've talked about stepping into our calling individually, how each of us has a God-given call on our lives. And to live into that calling, it requires continual spiritual growth through surrender, focus, faith, trust, and guts. And last week, Pastor Curry talked about the deep need and importance of rest. But today, Today, we are talking about what it means to be a church that stretches. That a church that willingly steps into the uncomfortable for the sake of growth and strength and vitality to fulfill our purpose and calling. So to help gain some perspective on all of this, we're going to look at the account of when God calls Abram, later Abraham, into his purpose, and we're going to look at how his calling is similar to our calling here at Hope. So we're going to read from Genesis uh, one, uh, excuse me, 12, 1 through 8. Yeah, there we go. Page 8 in the Pew Bibles will be on the screen as well. Genesis 12, 1 through 8. This is the word of the Lord. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So God calls Abram, to follow him. And Abram had no idea where he was going when God called him. God says, "Go to that land I will show you." He didn't have the details. He didn't have Siri, and he had to just go trusting he was called by God. And Abram follows. We read that God's purpose for Abram is to become a great nation. Now, this required incredible faith and trust on Abram's part, because as we know, Sarai was barren. She was unable to have kids. Only God, in this instance, could make possible what seems impossible. Which means, when God calls, we need to have the courage, the guts, if you will, to follow where he leads, trusting God will provide. So in church, a lot of times we feel like this kind of thing feels like taking a big risk. If we think of things on the church level, to step forward as a church into something new and unknown, to willingly step into stretching, to do something we haven't done before, or to try something different, or to end something that maybe needs to end, it feels incredibly risky. But if as a church, individually, all of us, and collectively, We have been diligent in prayer, seeking God's will, are seeking to be wise. It isn't a risk. It's a step of faith. Stepping in faith, believing that God is in control and he will make a way. See, Abraham and us are blessed to be a blessing We are not blessed to simply sit alone and enjoy our blessing. No, we are blessed to be a blessing, to share the blessing, extend the blessing, and expand the blessing wherever God calls us. And God promised to bless Abram and make him famous. But he had a condition. Abram had to do what God wanted him to do. Now, Abram obeyed, walking away from his home for God's promise of even greater blessings in his future. Abram had a pretty good thing going. He had a place to live. He had a wife, and later on we learn she's beautiful, and she apparently has a great sense of humor, or she at least knew how to laugh, for anyone who knows that story. He didn't have any children. We know that. But otherwise, he had people, he had animals. Things seemed to be going pretty well for Abram from what we can gather. But God promised even greater blessings in the future. Following God, trusting God yields blessing. And through the hardship, through the difficulty that often comes, through the immense sacrifice it takes, there's always blessing on the other side if we are walking in step with God and on his path. So what does that mean for us? Well, God may be trying to lead you to a place of greater service and usefulness for him. What we get from this is to not let the comfort and security of our present position make us miss out on God's plan for us. Don't settle for something that seems good enough because God is now and always will be calling us to more. So God calls Abram to this big, unknown journey. And Abram responds immediately. We don't see any questions or anything there. And, it, you know, the old, there, people lived a long time back then, right? But Abram, when he was 75 years old when that happened, and 75 is 75, you are never too old to serve. 75 is when he was just getting started on his adventure. This day and age, that's the top tier of being a baby boomer. He's at the very top edge of that. He left his comfort and went into the unknown. There's a new Frozen song, Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. Is that in any of your guys' head now? Because I said Into the Unknown. That song was about Abram. You didn't know that. <laughs> so he, he set off, and God leads them to the land of Canaan. Canaan's just this small little place geographically, but it's the focal point for most of the history of Israel and the rise of Christianity. The small land given to this one small group of people had an immense impact on world history. The small land that we have hope are part of is Westwood. This is a small land geographically. It's one neighborhood. But it is a neighborhood that God loves and cares deeply about, and it's where he has sent us. And we are blessed to be a blessing. This is our mission field, our passion, our love. If God, through one person, can bring blessing to the whole world like he did with Abraham, then surely through one church he can bless one neighborhood. God promised the land of Canaan to Abraham's offspring, his offspring that are not yet born. It was a promise built on a promise, and God's promises come true. So in response, Abram builds an altar. Altars are a place for sacrifice, but not just sacrifice. They also symbolize communion with God, and they commemorate notable encounters with God. They were often built of rough stones and earth, and they remained in place for years as continual reminders of God's protection and promises. Hope... Is an altar to God in this community. People come to our church and have notable encounters with God. People meet people from our church and say there's something different about these people. Seeing our building built of rough stones and earth and brick and consumers' concrete ought to evoke <laughs> ought to evoke the sense of awe for God. And we've been building these positive, positive relationships with our neighborhood through our farmers' markets, through our bazaars, through our trick or treating, through our uh, moms' group, play groups that come in here once a month, and people are, are encountering a loving community of people that point them directly to God. And the sacrifice of this altar—it's one of worship, of prayer, of praise, of love, and of service. So may this place be for years a living reminder of God's protection and promises right here in Westwood. We all know Abram's story. The rest of his story becomes Abraham. He has ups, he has downs. He is faithful, except when he's not and he stumbles and makes mistakes. But we see how through it all God's promises hold true. And when Abraham took things into his hands, his own hands, they went poorly. But when he trusted God, God worked things out for his good. So what is our story of hope going to be? Who are we as a people? What has God called us to for such a time as this? We know one thing for sure. He has called us to be a community of faith, a mission outpost right here to Westwood and to Kalamazoo as part of his global church. This is our mission field. But he's also called us generally, along with all other churches, to fulfill the Great Commission, to make disciples of all nations, and also to live out the greatest commandments of loving God and loving neighbor. But then he's also called us uniquely As befitting our church of hope. For each of us is unique and shares our own unique calling. And together he has a set path and purpose for us as a church. I'm not sure about you. I feel like we are at the beginning of an exciting chapter in our story. few months ago, I preached about hope, that I have immense hope for this place. I believe that now even more so than I did then. I see a hope that has been waking up, that is energized and excited about what God is doing here. I see a hope that has been faithful for so many years and is ready for that next season of faithfully following where God would ever dare to lead us. So are you ready to embark on this next season, this next chapter, this next adventure of Hope Church? If so, we need to make sure we are limbered up. You don't run a race without stretching. We need to make sure we are limbered up and ready to go wherever it is God leads. So I want to offer us as a church a challenge, a challenge to intentionally stretch ourselves as a church to consider where we are, all the good of where we are right now, and then reach just a little further. What does a limbered up hope look like? Apparently, it's a lot of people coming, showing me they can touch their toes. (laughs) But more than that, it means trusting God and his promises just like Abraham. It means stepping out in faith. Not viewing it as a risk, but viewing it as faithfulness to go where God leads. It means each of us doing our part. No matter your age, you are called. No matter your gifts, you are called. Your personality, you are called. No matter how weird you are, you are called. Look at me. I'm up here preaching. I'm a whole lot of weird. it means more than just a small percentage of us doing the majority of the work, but all hands being on deck for what God has in store for us. All of us have a part to play. We learn from each other, we grow together, we care for one another and encourage each other along the way. And each of us, if we are taking our own spiritual growth and training seriously, then we are going to just move So what is your role in this story? Because we all have a part to play. And I dare say it's not optional to be an active part of the church. I suppose it is optional in the sense that you could, if you wanted to come here and just sit on the sidelines, you can. We're not going to guilt you into action or anything like that but there is so much more here for you than that. And you have so much more to give than just sitting on the sidelines. That's what it means to be a part of this community. It means that there is a place here for you and a place to share your gifts and to grow your gifts. As 2 Timothy 1.6 tells us, it means fanning into flame, the gifts that God have given to each of us. Because being a part of hope, it means being all in. All in. Because there is so much joy to being a part of something bigger than ourselves, of filling a purpose with a people as God's people fulfilling God's mission. So I encourage each of us here today, to step outside of our comfort zones. Abram sure did it, leaving behind all he'd known, 75 years and moving forward into this new unknown thing. And we can do that, too, to continue to step into our calling as a church. Paul, in Ephesians, he talks about God's people as the body of Christ how we are all uniquely gifted and all have a part to play. In Ephesians 4, 15 through 16, he says this, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Grows and builds itself is a stretch. And each part of this body, that means each of us, doing the collective work of the church. So what is your comfort zone? We all have them. I encourage you to identify it. Where do you like to play it comfortably And now, what is that one small, tangible step you can take outside of that comfort zone? To be all in, we have to be willing to stretch. To stretch towards Christ with our time, our gifts, and our resources. Trusting that God is in control. I can't do this thing without all of you. Your staff can't do this without all of you. Your leaders cannot do this without all of you because this is an all-in-everybody's-place community. And my goodness, God has been faithful here, and he has brought us here to where we are now through your faithfulness of responding to him. And I trust there is even more ahead. We know that the church isn't a place to simply receive, it's a place to be deployed, to use our gifts and our passion to his glory for his kingdom. So we at Hope Church will strive to be a limbered up church, loose and flexible and comfortable with the stretch, because what happens if you don't stretch? If you don't stretch your muscles, you get weaker, you get tighter. We literally start to shrink. I used to be 6'3", and I stopped (laughs) stretching. (laughs) Start to shrink. Your muscles start to atrophy, which essentially means that what was once healthy and strong starts to waste away to nothing. That's not who we are. That's not the hope I know, and that's not the hope we are going to be. We will not waste away. We will be strong because we are strong in Christ. So to help us with that challenge, 2020, we are going to be doubling down on building our momentum in these following things. Now, if you came to Momentum, these will be familiar to you because this is a challenge issue to all the churches. We're getting extra credit because they didn't say do a sermon series on this or dive in, but we are. So hey, there you go. We are going into love Prayer, evangelism, discipleship, generosity, leadership development, and unity to build off the good measure of each of those we already have and build our momentum in each of these areas. Because if we trust God, we cast our cares on Him and step forward in faith. Just like Abraham and so many others, God will bless our efforts. He will take us on an adventure when we fulfill our calling as a limbered up, ready to go, all in, everybody plays, church. Are you ready? Yeah. I know you're ready. I feel that we are limbered up. So here we go. Here we go. Let's pray. Lord God, we do give you thanks that this is your church. That you build your church, and the, the all powers of hell will never prevail against it. Father, we place our full and complete trust in you, that as you call us to go, we desire to follow. Lord, where we need to surrender, we pray we surrender. Where we need a trust, we pray you help us do that. Lord God where we need courage, may we remember your son Jesus who went to the cross for us, who loved us so dearly that nothing would stand in his way. And God, as we work on identifying within us the very things, that very comfort zone and the ways we need to step outside of it, we pray that you lead us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Give us courage to follow. We as a church thank you for being a part of this Westwood neighborhood, for the unique calling you have given us. Continue to fan into flames, God, the, Lord, the, the gifts that you have given us by the power of your Spirit. And in this next season, God, we pray, your will be done, your kingdom come, as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.